to thank you for joining us. And I'm super stoked to have you as our first podcast interviewee. You bring a lot to the table and you're a well-seasoned makeup artist, all-around beauty guru. So really excited to kind of like dig deep and learn a bit more about you and share some of your knowledge with the rest. So tell us a bit about your business, about you, your background, what you do, what's your mission and so on. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. So I, my name is Mercedes Gramajo and I am a professional traveling makeup artist. I'm based in San Francisco and the Bay Area. I'm originally from Washington, D.C., but I've been living in the Bay Area since 2015 or like the end of 2015. I am Latina American. I'm born to immigrant parents from Chile and Guatemala. So I'm very proud of my Latina American heritage. See, Uh, mommy. (laughs) So, yes. So traveling makeup artist. I don't limit myself on what I can do when it comes to makeup. I do everything. And if I don't know how to do something, I will teach myself how to do it. I am self-taught. I have been freelancing for the last six years of my life and freelancing full-time for the last three years. So uh, yeah, I mean, I do everything from like special effects to glam to bridal, everything. I relate to all aspects of makeup and beauty. And my mission is to be one of the best makeup artists worldwide, a self-made successful entrepreneur a teacher to those who wish to follow into the beauty industry and an inspiration to those who wish to make their dreams a reality. As far as my day-to-day goes, I feel like I was made to do this line of work to be able to like connect with people or all types of people and be able to like share my story to like keep inspiring, to live in your truth, like having faith that the universe will like pave the way for whatever it is that you wish to manifest in your life. And I feel so deeply towards that message. And really it comes back down to what I've been through and how I got to where I am right now that really makes me believe in manifesting your own reality. So what a great message. We're no longer in January, but we're still in the earlies of 2020. So this is a great message manifest it, push it out there. I love it. And you said you've been freelancer and a makeup artist, freelancer for about six years and full-time freelancing the last three years. Walk us through the start of your career and when did you first decide to start your business? So I actually first started with retail cosmetics. I started working at MAC Cosmetics in 2014. And I mean, I I was a makeup fanatic at the time and I loved makeup. I loved everything makeup. I would do my friend's makeup, my my mom's makeup, but I wouldn't call myself a makeup artist. (laughs) It was just like, I love makeup, you know? So I was pretty much a newbie, but I was a fantastic salesperson based off of like just all of my retail experience. So I was actually brought on as an assistant manager for MAC. 
Once you're a manager in retail, everything changes. It's not even about the job anymore. It's about making money. It's about sales. It's about, you know, average ticket. It's about like numbers and numbers and numbers. (laughs) So like my job wasn't fueling my creative and artistic side. So I decided to abruptly and like some people would agree irresponsibly quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) So I quit my job. I gave in my two weeks, but I don't even think I gave them two weeks. I think I was like, here's my two week notice, except this is my last day. Can you backdate it? <laughs> here's my two weeks notice, backdate it. I know, right? Like I should have gave you this two weeks ago, but today's my last day. No, seriously, that's, <laughs> that's how it went. So I quit my job and I ended up taking a 10 day cross country road trip with a former friend. And honestly, it was like the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I was 22 years old. I had just moved out from living with my parents and I moved in with my best friend. So just kind of like getting out of being in, you know, my family like unit, it was still pretty fresh to me. I think I was only living with my best friend for like five months before I decided to take this road trip. So, I mean, everything was fairly new, like gaining this independence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, taking this cross country road trip for me was like, oh my God, like, this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And so irresponsible (laughs) because (laughs) I I only had $800 in my bank account. Like literally, like that's all I had. It was just a thing. I was just like, you know what? My gut is telling me I need to do this. I'm going to do this. So we planned out this 10 day cross country road trip and like driving across country. We like stopped at like a few national parks. We went to the Grand Canyon. We went to like the Arizona Red Rocks. We went to the Arches in Utah. Like I knew that seeing the West coast for the first time, the way that I did would be the start of changing my entire life. For me, it was like a spiritual thing. So I was like, Oh my Mm -hmm. God, something is happening, you know? So long story short, our car broke down in Oakland. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) And I freaked out because it was like 10 days left. I know this is like really stupid, but for some reason, I just learned that New Zealand, granted, you're not going to drive cross country to New Zealand. Yeah. But New Zealand has Oakland. <laughs> There's an Oakland in New Zealand, but oh, we're great. talking about Oakland. Oakland, California. California. There we go. Yeah. Oakland, California. <laughs> so this so, is so irrelevant, but it's a fun fact and it's funny. Why not? Yeah. I didn't know that actually. <laughs> or maybe I did know that. I don't know. So um, my car broke down in Oakland, California. And then that's when I freaked out because like I said, I only had $800 in my bank account. I had just quit my job. <laughs> I had a car that didn't work. Um, my rent was due in 10 days. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, like all, everything was like against me and I was like, holy shit, what do I do? So I called my best friend who I lived with. And at the time I told her what was happening. And for some reason she was so supportive and she was just like, Hey, like, why don't we take a different approach? Like, instead of stressing out, like, why don't you look for a a job opportunity and see what comes up. Like just, just throw your resume out there, see what comes up and see if something comes up in your field. And I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. That sounds insane. Right. But you know what? I trust my best friend. She's like a tarot reader. She's a clairvoyant. She does readings, all the things like she's so spiritually connected is ridiculous. So she was like, the only person that she's like my soul sister and like I mean anything that she told me I'd be like okay fine I'll do it you know because I just Mm -hmm. I just trusted her with everything so she's just like just just do this 
throw your resume out there, see what comes out. Okay, cool. So I did that. I went on Craigslist out of everything, right? <laughs> I go on Craigslist. <laughs> hey, I it's a multi-billion resume. dollar platform. So. Hey, and it's still super shady. So it was like a gamble. <laughs> so I threw my resume out there. I actually applied for a hair and makeup artist position. And it was a position for a wedding and boudoir photographer. And it was based out in Hayward. And so I just gave them my resume. Didn't think too much of it. I think I applied to like maybe Sephora or something, some retail, like something that would bite. Didn't think anything of it. And this is all in Oakland. While all your in car Oakland, is broken. While yeah. my car is broken down, literally in the parking lot of an auto zone. Okay. <laughs> out of all places. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Right on 34th Street. Like, I remember this. And this all happened within the span of like three or four days. These so people, while all this is happening, where were you staying? So the friend that I did the cross-country road trip with, she had a friend that lived in Oakland. Okay. And she let us stay at her place, just kind of okay. crush on her couch. So I was literally couch surfing, like mm-hmm. legitimately. So these people ended up calling me back. And they were like, hey, can you come in for an interview? And I was like, sure, I can come in. Um, Hayward, I looked it up. It was like 12 miles from like where I was staying in Oakland. I was like, okay, cool. This is like a 15 minute drive. Awesome. So took an Uber, got there, did my interview and they were literally talking to me as if I already had the job. And what was funny was that when I walked in, there was a makeup artist coming out. So she literally just had her interview and I was walking into my interview. This woman that was interviewing me was like telling me about, you know, her brand was telling me about her photography business. She was telling me, you know, she's worked in uh, bridal magazines, like the whole deal. And she was amazing. And she shout out to her. Seriously, <laughs> shout out to her. And she really gave me my the opportunity to work under her. So she hired me on the spot. That's amazing. She asked me if I can work. So I think I had my interview on a Saturday. She was actually going to a bridal fair on Sunday. And she was like, hey, can you come along on Sunday? Can you work tomorrow? And I was like, duh. Yes, I can. <laughs> and literally, that's how it started. And so I called my best friend and I'm like, hey, I just got a job. And she's like, okay, cool. So it was like finding a place to live. I still have to pay my rent. And what happened was, I, <laughs> so I, this sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but this is legit a true story. My <laughs> roommate from college called me. And yeah. she was like, hey, my, my wife and I are, you know, we're about to get a divorce. And like, oh, you know, we, they had a condo. They couldn't live together. She needed somewhere to stay that wasn't this condo. Mm-hmm. I shit you not. And I was like, holy shit. I'm not going back home. <laughs> I'm actually in California. Long story. <laughs> I'll explain later. Can you move in with my best friend and pay $100 in the next five days? And she was like, yes, I can. And I trusted her. I lived with her for a year, you know, when we were in college. Like, she was my freshman roommate. So, like, every, it just literally. It just worked out. The alignment, literally, everything fell into place. The alignment was unbelievable to the point where I was just like, wow. Like, there was no other way that I would relocate myself because I'm such a Capricorn and I over-prepare. (laughs) <laughs> and I organized to the point where I think I'd over prepare to the point where I wouldn't even move to California had I had the time to prepare. 
Right. Does that even make sense? It makes total sense. So like your decision <laughs> to kind of just go with the flow yeah. had led you to your now career. Yeah, um, literally. And I literally. want to emphasize on like, did you go to school or, or did you not? Like, how did you? I am absolutely 100% self-taught. I taught myself when I was in Mac. I think I was, uh, I was working at Mac for not that long, but they would do trainings like every quarter. So outside of those like trainings, I didn't have anything really. It was just teaching myself and having, you know, different canvases to work with, whether it be my friends or like potential clients that would come into the store, like whatever. But like, I taught myself everything that I know when it comes down to bridal, when it comes down to like TV and film, when it comes down to Halloween makeup and special effects makeup, I read books. I looked things up on YouTube, on Google, all the things like there was nothing that I would turn down because I was like, if this is going to be my field, I have to know how to do everything. And you know what they say, where there is a will, there's always a way. Absolutely. And like your story is so inspiring, like the kickoff of your <laughs> makeup artistry career, you know? Yeah. $800 in the bank account. Girl. Quit the job overnight. For real. <laughs> 10 I day cross not, country. I could car breaks down. It, I'm, it's phenomenal. The car breaks down. And this is all at 22. You know, you're all still, at 22. still learning the responsibilities of adulthood and paying bills. You know, yeah. like, oh, snap. Yeah. I'm no longer, mom can't pay my bills anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most spontaneous thing that I've ever done in my life. I would a thousand percent go on another cross country road trip. It was such a spiritual feeling. I feel like anybody that has the option to do it should absolutely do it. Absolutely. Before <laughs> we move on to the next question, I just want to say that that is absolutely on my bucket list cross country. So yeah. I want to do it in a car. With a bunch of my crazy friends. Yeah. <laughs> or even a buzz. Why not? You know? Yeah. And then an the other something. <gasps> yes. That would be amazing. And then the other, you want to go? Let's do it. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> do I'm so down. <laughs> I am so down. I'm ready to do another cross country road trip. We actually drove across country in a minivan and we took the middle seats out of the minivan. <laughs> so we had this like space <gasps> in between and we had like a little, um, what's those things called? Like, um, Oh my God. What are they called? The, the things for food that hold your food. Oh my God. <laughs> like like storage um, so we, containers, <laughs> fridge, portable fridge. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't a portable fridge. Oh my God. What is it what, called? What holds what, your food? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever holds your, oh my God. I feel so crazy right now that I'm like drawing a blank, but whatever. So we had like our food stored. We would go to like the grocery store and buy our food. And then we had like this like spot in the middle of our van that was like perfect for us to like either if we're sleeping we'll we'll sl- if we need to like take a break from driving we'll sleep in in the middle of the the van and we also had camping gear so like we like camped on That's the Grand perfect. Canyon we like camped like we camped wherever we could we saved money on hotels and everything it was like the most humble thing i could do it was so That's amazing fun you know what? I was just thinking, you know, maybe in the future we can take a tour bus, you know, and like call it the Kura tour bus and actually oh stop God. at different places and do makeup in different locations, do yeah. hair, do <gasps> photo shoots. That would be so dope, wouldn't that it? That would be amazing. Okay. Oh, we'll keep, wow. We'll keep it on the books, you know, let's yeah. manifest it. Let's yeah. manifest this let's shit. Let's put that in the books. Let's write that down because that's Perfect. actually a really good idea. I think it's amazing. So, yeah. How? 
did you fund your business? I mean, given that you had only $800 in bank accounts and like, obviously by now it has vanished into thin air. <laughs> How did you fund your business? Before you answer, I want to, I want to clarify the reason why I say your business, because you are indeed a business owner, a business Absolutely. owner of your owner of your own brand, your Absolutely. own time and so on. Most people don't necessarily think of makeup artists or beauty professionals as business owners, but it is essentially you run all the operations of the business. You do your own marketing, you do your own taxes, you do all, the whole A to Z list. So how did you fund your business? It's very hard <laughs> and it probably sounds crazy. I'm still funding my business. So if someone wants to send me some money, I'm down. Okay. Make <laughs> but- sure to hit her up at the curls. In the curls. In the curls. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, I worked hard for everything that I have. I Throw had em. to go through struggle to like... Do you want to share absolutely. some of these odd jobs? So for the woman that I was doing her so she was like a wedding photographer she would have a booth at a bridal fair like every other sunday and i'd be the team that would come and set up at eight in the morning with all the furniture the rugs the prints and all you know everything the photo Mm. albums all the things so we'd set up and we'd shut it down and drive the u-hauls to wherever the bridal fair was and bring them back like clean afterwards yeah getting down and dirty absolutely just like I mean, even down to like deep cleaning the studio, you know, or like, I mean, there was so many things and I'm trying to like think of like (laughs) something even more odd, but like, I would like assist her like on my days off. I'd be like, Hey, do you need me? And I'd be at her house for like six hours. And it was just like, I needed the money, but also I know how much I was contributing to what she was trying to build that I knew that I was an asset to her. Mm-hmm. So anything that she could give me, it was, it was even like picking up her kid from school or like, it was almost like a personal assistant job at one point. Like it was so much and mm-hmm. I, I needed to do whatever it was that I could to fund my own business and be able to find my own identity as a you know professional and like fund my website and 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 I would always tell people hey you know my website's coming my website's coming and I had no idea how to start a website like I literally taught myself everything I have not hired anybody to help me with anything which I'm actually at the point now where I feel like I do need to hire somebody (laughs) 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 but like as of right now like I've done my own website I've done my own everything like everything I've self-funded it's like everything that I've done I did uber for like a year and a half I was Mm. like I feel like that deserves its own podcast (laughs) no seriously uber is so hard like I did it I think it was a lot better paying than it is now but like when I was doing it like I would go Friday night Saturday night because those were the busiest nights and I would go from like six o'clock in the afternoon to like seven in the morning it is just so crazy like how much I put myself through just for like, you know, this chump change that you end up <clears throat> having to pay taxes for anyway. <laughs> but I would say, again, it just shows your determination, your dedication to your business, Absolutely. to your brand. You're willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, and I think obviously nobody's giving out any handouts. 
at least no. not for any Latina American woman out there. Yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah. So I totally get it. I will I know- also say that my family really helped me out. Like when there were times I went without eating and I would be like, all right, whatever. There were times I'd sleep in my car. Like I yeah. think I slept in my car for like two months when I first got here. And like, it was just yes. like, you know, if this is what I'm going to do, if this is the struggle that I have to go through in order to be where I'm going to be, fine, I'll take it. Because I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So it was like, if I have to sleep in my car for two months, fuck it. That's so what I got to do. Right? Yeah, you know? So I had the, like, the weirdest roommates. Like, I lived in a photography studio for over a year. That's insanity. I'm pretty sure it was kind of cool, but it's insane. You know, you would think, I think for like the first month, it was kind of cool. And then it was just like... It's not not. like how they show in the movies? Absolutely not. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. No, no, no. Okay. Um, Okay. But yeah, and and my family, my family really helped out when when things got rough. So I always appreciate them. So definitely have some sort of support ecosystem. Um, Ultimately... They'll still be going through some crap, you know what I mean? But I think having a support system, reaching out to people who are in your immediate, you know, ecosystem, I think that's key from what it sounds like. Yeah. So moving on. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You must be, you know. Yeah. Um, Some people don't have that. So yeah, let's not talk about those people. You know, (laughs) I only want to be with people who are grateful for shit they can have and shit they can't have okay and shit they want (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so I would say what support and or resources did you use to help you while building your business well like I said before just like surrounding myself with people who are already in the business so Mm -hmm. my first job when I first came to you know the Bay Area this woman was, you know, already doing covers for The Knot and for, you know, all these bridal magazines. She was already like into different beauty brands. And, you know, I was a Mac head. All I knew was Mac Cosmetics. I didn't know anything else. And <laughs> Mac will do that to you where they brainwash you into thinking that their brand is everything and nothing else matters. But she really opened my eyes to like wanting to learn more about different brands, different techniques putting yourself in other people's shoes, like having different points of view. Like if you're in a photo shoot, you're looking at hair, you're looking at makeup, you're looking at how the lighting is touching the model. You're looking at, you know, the background you're looking, there's so much attention to detail. So I just feel like surrounding yourself with people that are already in the business will definitely help to just expand your knowledge and taking that experience. And my experiences with these people that were already in the industry, it was like, it was for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. So taking so notes. I, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I would say this is another question within the realm of this. You know what they say in tech, your network is your net worth. Uh, would you say is the same in the beauty industry? I would say yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just yes. making it happen through yes. your network and I think I think it holds true in many um, aspects of business and life in general definitely we can touch base on that later but I most definitely think that your net worth is definitely based upon your network and who, who you surround yourself with agreed how have you changed as a person by owning your own business 
Me three years ago was not a direct person. I wanted to spare people's feelings and make sure that everyone was happy. And you could say I was a bit of a people pleaser, a little passive. Yeah. So now owning my own business, I am as direct as it can be. I send out an email. Everything is laid out to the point where I don't give you the option of having a question because I've already answered your question in my email. You know what I I mean? I totally get it. But like, I also want to emphasize that smack that I hear in the back. That's passion (laughs) right there. It's it's serious. Yeah. Like just being as direct as possible. I think really gets the message across and having a team that's like, oh, she means business. Like just because I'm not this like huge corporation doesn't mean that I don't value my business to the point where like, yes, I mean business. I need you to come with your A game, you know? In other words, you do not half-ass shit. Absolutely so I not, feel like, no. yes, I feel like the direct part is two parts, really. So the direct in being as clear as possible when you communicate, you know, like I know you do classes. I know like you manage your own bookings and all that. So being precise and concise and to the point, you know, um, yeah. is extremely important. And I have been a student of yours and I know mm-hmm. that's a fact. Yeah. And then the other part, the direct part, I think being direct with the clients, being direct with other freelancers, right? So I can only imagine having to work in these kind of like joint environment because you do makeup, someone else might be doing hair or so on. So that there is that. So Mm -hmm. I think those are key points that you touched on. Definitely. I know you started talking briefly about your work and pricing and so on when it comes to how you've changed as a person in owning your own business. I've changed a lot when it comes to being firm about my work and my pricing. So like, I feel like when you first start off in this industry, a lot of people like to play you and they're like, well, you know, it's just makeup or it's just hair, you know, it's not as respected. And if you're not firm about your work, the worth of what you put out and your pricing, it gives people a way of like trying to settle with you. Like, Hey, here's my budget. Let's work with this. You know? So when I first started out, and I think this happens with a lot of entrepreneurs and people that are trying to start a business that is not like your typical business so like Mm. makeup or hair photography whatever the case is people try to you know they want to give you their budget and it's like hey can you let's work with what I have and it's like no like in in this industry I have to pay for my taxes I have to pay for my products equipment time I have to pay for my travel I have to pay for my gas you know what I mean so there's all of these other components that everyone doesn't see and all they see is the end picture it's like well it's just makeup and it's like yeah it's just makeup that you don't know how to do and that you need me for you know so this way of thinking has like attracted the clientele that I want versus like settling with someone else's budget, like being firm on, Hey, this is my pricing. This is what I'm worth. You can either take it or leave it. You don't go into Macy's and say, Hey, I'll give you $10 for the shirt. Like, no, you know? So why should it be different for me? I mean, you can do that in some countries, but not at Macy's. Right. (laughs) However, I do want to emphasize what you just stated towards the end is, knowing your worth. I feel like a lot of people 
tend to know their worth, but then kind of just be like, eh, meh, settle down for less or so on. So I feel as though when you know your worth, it is extremely important to stick to it and manifest, manifest it, like you said, and wait for those right clients and then, you know, build a whole list of clientele based on that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So one thing you wish you would have known before starting your business. This is a a great one because I absolutely wish I knew this before I started, but keeping up with your taxes quarterly as opposed to annually when you're a business owner will help you tremendously (laughs) because in the state of California, you're paying between 25 to 30% in just state taxes. So it is just crucial. It just, it's so helpful to put aside that money to begin with, but also be able to pay that off over the year versus having this huge lump sum of money, you know, come April, May, and you're just like, oh, snap, you know, and it's like weighing over your head. So definitely that. So so when you, when you don't do that, uh, I just want to emphasize that you probably end up losing money because lack of organization, lack of knowledge, essentially. How are you keeping up with all of that now? Like, are are you using any specific tools or, you know, like you're just doing it yourself? Like, how are you keeping up? So I am doing it myself. I have created a system that works for me. So I use my Google Docs. I use my Google spreadsheets. I have created a spreadsheet that has like, so I have a spreadsheet with just like my personal monthly income and everything that I pay for monthly. So that's just my personal things. Then I have another sheet where it's just my business and what Mm -hmm. it is that I spend on my business, what's coming in, what's going out. Right. And with that comes, you know, every single client that comes and I'm doing makeup for, I write a receipt for myself. And I'm very specific about, you know, the work that I do, how I charge them for my own benefit, because at the end of the day, I need to know what it is that I did. I don't remember people's names for the most part, unless you're like one of my regular clients, but I literally document every single thing, (laughs) every single thing when it comes down to if I'm filling out a 1099 for someone, I write down who I'm filling it out for, you know, I am filling out every single person that I do makeup for. I'm, you know, down to the date, down to the time, down to how they paid me, down to the date when they sent me their deposit. Like everything is written down. Everything has its own system. So So it's the way that's worked for me. When it all fails, document it. Oh yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, it's like, if you don't know, who else is going to know? No one else is going to know. You're your own business. I love it. Yeah. What is something you do when uh, the going <laughs> gets really tough? What do you do to keep pushing? <laughs> what do you do to keep pushing on? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound crazy or probably cliche or I don't know. It's a judgment-free <laughs> zone here, okay? I like to ground myself by spending time in nature. So I like writing. So I spend time in nature. I like to write things down that I want to attract into my life. Talk to my guides. What are your guides? My guides, I feel like, are my my spiritual guides. So okay. my guides are whoever 
was around me spiritually when all that stuff happened that week when I my car broke down. <laughs> Perfect. Those spiritual guides, those guides it. are around me and I need okay. to talk to them from time to time. And okay. I'm always like, I'm always on the go and I'm always thinking about, you know, the hustle and I'm always thinking about, there's so much to think about when you're your own business that I think when things get tough, when things get stressful, it's because I need to ground myself and go back to why I started to do what I'm doing. And that comes down to communicating with my guides, writing things down, writing down what I want for my life and grounding myself in nature. And there's something about being close to water that makes me feel like I can do anything I set my mind to. And right now I live eight minutes from Ocean Beach. I love it. <laughs> so, so you you continue to just get closer and closer. You know yeah. what I mean? Next next time we actually have this, you might be living on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. That would be amazing. Yeah. You know what? That's actually not too far fetched because <laughs> we're trying to buy a house. In Long <laughs> there you go. Beach. So look, I think that might actually be a thing. But anyway, so yeah, I just think that I am just taking the time to connect to my higher self reminds me why. I'm doing what I'm doing and things look up for me almost immediately when I ground myself. So I know it sounds like that's not doing mm-hmm. anything. No, 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 <laughs> to- no. I just want to reiterate what you stated in a techie, more Silicon Valley way. What you literally just said are some of the top habits of successful people most successful entrepreneurs, billionaires, and so on. So this, you know, like figuring out like what works for you and also like the organizational part of it, the writing down your goals and all that, it's to the T. So you're right on that path, girl. Good. I love so, it. Yes. Silicon Valley, here I come. Here I come. <laughs> well, you're already in it, boo-boo. You're <laughs> Yes. So... Someone is looking to be a makeup artist. What would be your advice to achieve it? I would say start by practicing on yourself. Start by practicing on your family, on your friends, anyone that's willing to be a canvas. Mm -hmm. Priscilla Ono, she's an amazing makeup artist. She's actually the global makeup artist for Fenty Beauty. And I've been following her for years now. You know, she does those classes. And I'm like so tempted. I'm like, oh, I'm, I want to go. I'm going. I'm going to go. I have okay. already, I, I wrote it down. I'm doing it. <laughs> so okay. I have to do it. Um, but she's amazing. And I studied her. I studied her her kit. I studied how she moves. I study, and it's not just her. I mean, there's a, a couple of makeup artists that I look up to, but she is an inspiration for me because she's Mexican-American, she's Latina, and she's plus size, and she's, like, killing it. You know what I mean? Like, and she is someone that I can relate to, and nothing has stopped her from being where she is, and I love that. But she says that the practice is mother of mastery, and I a 1,000% believe that. Can you say that again? Yeah. Practice is the mother of mastery. It's beautifully said. (laughs) Yeah. It's straight to the point. We're always learning new techniques, new products, new ideas, and being able to just practice, it will help you master whatever it is that you want to achieve. So Yes. Agreed. The statement of like practice makes perfect. Like I totally disagree with that. I think this is more like aligned with actually what I think of practice, uh, you know, um, the mother of mastery. 
you're never perfect. Like once you hit perfection, then there, there's nothing to learn. There's nothing else to do. Then like, are you just going to sit there and be the perfect? Like that's not how yeah, life, exactly. life works. Why did you want to get into this field? And what made you interested in freelancing? So I got into this field to connect with people, to give them the extra boost of confidence they need for their event or for their wedding or for their photo shoot or their interview. I'm there to tie it all in and help my client exude the confidence that they have within themselves. Mm -hmm. So... I think that's like the nitty gritty why I wanted to get into this field is to make people feel good. And I know that what I do and my story and the way hey, you know what people, they say, look good, feel good. Yeah. And it's a thousand percent true. When you look good, you feel amazing. Your best foot forward, like, and you kill it. So I love to be a part of that process. And uh, as far as freelancing goes, I realized that I need a change in scenery and things that become too routine for me make me feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I feel stagnant. I feel like, I don't know. I just need new places to go, need new people to see. And, and freelancing does that for me where I can travel and uh, I can travel while doing my work. And it, it grounds me, you know, it, it's like exposing myself to different parts of the world and still being able to do what I do and love what I do. It's an, it's an amazing com combination, you know? So Absolutely. I think from my perspective, what I'm hearing is that freelancing gives you that convenience that you need, whether that's like, you know, managing your own time, like you can work whatever times you want, whatever days you want, whatever months yeah. you want. Yeah. You don't work. If you don't want to work, you just block it off giving you that option to travel and like just literally travel with your kit and, and go do it from literally around the world. Again, like that's all like conveniences. And I love that about the world of freelancing by any means. It is not easy. It's not easy. It's absolutely not glamour. It is but not. if you work really, really hard, it will pay <laughs> off. <laughs> Ultimately. Yes. Yeah. I will let you know when it pays off. <laughs> okay we'll we'll keep you know we're gonna keep tabs on you and make sure that yes. you know one way or another you're gonna make it I have no oh, doubt yeah. oh no doubts about no it. doubt no right. doubt so if you could do anything over when it comes to owning your own business freelancing what would it be <laughs> <laughs> I love I love when the answer starts with giggles <laughs> <laughs> if I could do anything over when it comes to owning my own business, it would be going to someone that knows what they're doing when it comes to self-employers and filing your taxes. <laughs> and, you know what? I feel like, you know, it's done on purpose. You know, it's, they make it so like vague, you know, so yeah. like you're kind of like screwed over, but yeah. Hey, just throwing some stats out there, you know, 50% of the population in 2020 is projected to be self-employed, you know, filing 1099s. And then the next five years or so, five to 10 years, we're moving towards 70% freelancing. It's just, you know, everybody is working towards that freedom, that convenience of um, working when, when they can and when they want. Absolutely. And with all the new technology, I think it's just going to be that much easier. Facilitated. And hopefully... 
Yeah, hopefully it does get that much easier for self-employers when it comes to filing your taxes, like having more people that know what they're doing and having the... You know, since we're talking about taxes, I just, you know, like this kind of randomly popped up. The importance of actually filing your taxes. I know you can work cash and you can pocket all that cash. I want you to kind of stress the importance of that. Like why filing your taxes is important, especially in America. So the IRS from your perspective. Come looking for you. that's, <laughs> oh my God. That's okay, so that's no. one. But you know, when you're actually getting paid cash, like the IRS really can't come for you. Yeah, um, no, they can't. No, but uh, like from your perspective as a human being who lives in America, what is the importance of actually filing those taxes? Just establishing yourself as a successful business. Bam. And then, you know, that that's really what it comes down to. And then I think that once you establish yourself as a successful business, like, hey, this is what's working. Mm-hmm. I have the clientele that I'm looking for. When people see the professionalism that comes into your business, I think it attracts a different clientele. It attracts bigger checks. It attracts corporations that are looking for you that are, are willing to pay your daily rate and for like a month at a time or whatever. You know what I mean? So you can establish yourself as a respectable business. Business and, and I brand. Think that's I the agree. bottom line. Yeah. We also live by something that's called like your credit score. And in order to buy, you just spoke, you know, you want to buy that house (laughs) at Long Beach. You have to have taxes. You have to um, have monthly income and so on to really have that competitive advantage of running, not only running your business, but also like living comfortably in, in America and getting your dream home and getting your car and so on. Yeah, definitely. What does the future hold for you and your business? (laughs) (laughs) What does the future hold for me and my business? Success, definitely. Um, Yeah. You know what? I love how general that is, you know? Success to me. I I want to keep it general or it's like it's, it's success because I don't know like what that that can entail so many things and it falls under so much. So like whatever it is that I go into, like it's going to be successful because I poured my heart and I've poured my heart and soul into myself, my brand, my business. And, And again, like for me, success is a great word to define like what the future holds because success is a moving target. It's not like, Oh, I just want to get 10 clients a week and be done. You know what I mean? Maybe that's like, I'm just speaking in general. This is not by any means what Mercedes yeah. wants or whatever. But I'm just saying, okay, like uh, 10 clients a week or whatever through your website or so on, that could be like a target for this week. And then like my target for next week or the next month, the next year, five years is out of this world. And it, it continues to move, continues to change and grows. So yeah. absolutely. I think it's I so funny. I have, you know, a few people that I work alongside with, like different hairstylists or you know, just people that you meet in the industry and we're either on like a same, a same job and, and mm-hmm. let's say this job like pays really, really well. And so I'll hear things like, well, I don't have to work for the rest of the week, you know, cause I did this, you know? So, and, and to me, that's not the way I look at things. I look at things as like, 
okay, great. This is how much I made in an hour. Awesome. So now I have six more days out of this week to figure out like what's next. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not the person to just like stop there because I've made my goal for the week. And, (laughs) and I think it's more so like my mindset is on like the hustle, but Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing. I feel like it can be a bad thing if you're like overworking yourself, but also I don't want to overwork myself. Now I'm at a point where it's like, I want to hustle. I want to have big checks. I want to work less and get paid more. (laughs) Hey, spoken like a true CEO. Absolutely. (laughs) What would you want other girls, other people, freelancers, aspiring beauty professionals and so on to learn from your story? I want other girls to be able to believe in themselves and knowing that anything is possible. And I know it sounds so generic, but just coming from a girl who was scared to take risks in fear of disrespecting my family, disrespecting my parents and what they envisioned for my life to look like, Mm -hmm. especially coming from immigrant parents, you know, they always want the best for you. And the best for you is like, going to college, you know, having your bachelor's, having your master's, um, (laughs) you know, being a doctor, being a lawyer, you know, like those, like, just (laughs) cookie cutter, like, immigrant storylines. Yeah, exactly. Every immigrant parent's dream. (laughs) And so, like, coming from me, who was, like, just scared to take that risk of, like, I know this sounds crazy, but I want to do this and I know that I can do it. And I see the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm sorry, mom and dad, that you don't, but you'll see it when it unfolds. I mean, like you're speaking music to my ears. Um, <laughs> I, I think like believing in yourself is absolutely two ingredient recipe, right? I feel like you said believing in yourself and so on and something you didn't mention that I picked up on is like you're a doer. So like you're not believing in yourself and just dreaming about it. Like you're out right. there hustling. You're out there learning. You're out there sharing. You're out there struggling. You know, the list goes on. So like you're definitely doing. Yeah, for sure. What are, oh, ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are the top three pain points as a beauty freelancer? Like you can ooh. list more, but just like, Think about it, you know, I can guess one of them, one of the three right. has to do with taxes. <laughs> I know, right? I feel like I brought that up so many times, but you guys, it's so, so important. Real. Like, yes. so important. So important. I wish that someone were to tell me that when I first started, but we got our shit together all 2020, all 2019, all 2018. So we're good. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so top three pain points. I think not feeling respected in my field. So sometimes people assume because it's makeup, they shouldn't have to pay for what they think that I'm worth, you know, because it's something that's artsy and it's supposed to be fun, you know, like, let me give you $40 or I can give you $50 or whatever, you know? And it's like people, again, we touched base on this before, but people don't take into consideration like, Time, product investment, technique, education, travel time, education. Like, there's so much that goes into it in running your own business. You know, even my website costs money every month. 
my advertising. You know, all of these things are funded solely off of every single appointment that comes through, you know? So being able to say, hey, here's my pricing. No, I won't work with your budget because I've already given you my pricing. So either Mm -hmm. you want my services because you see what I can do and you see my portfolio and you, you love my portfolio, you love my work or, you know, go find someone that works with your budget, you know? And it's not like, I think being very firm about that Mm -hmm. has helped me attract the clientele that I want. Love it. So that's definitely a pain point for sure. And then also just like everyone wanting a handout, (laughs) like again, like a discount or let me work with your budget or like, I should get this for free because we grew up together. Or can you shout me out a promo because you did my aunt's cousin's neighbor's makeup or, you know, whatever. Like it it never never ends. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally imagine. So those are totally valid, solid pain points. I'm sure there are so many more. So many. Yeah. And maybe like one day we'll do a podcast about just solely the pain points of this industry. But (laughs) we're going to move on because this is about learning (laughs) about Mercedes Gramajo. Okay. Yes. So what do you love the most about the business you're in? So I love to be able to connect with all types of people. Totally hear that. You've mentioned that a couple of times and I think that's, that's a beautiful statement. Yeah. I mean, you just... There's, I know that I was put into this industry to connect with different Mm -hmm. types of people to heal however it is that I'm going to help heal people, whether it is by like telling my story or just by putting makeup on someone's face, like just being able to give, give that connection either through my work or through a conversation. You know, I feel like sometimes like I feel kind of like a therapist (laughs) when it comes to my clients it's like hey girl tell me everything you know like you this is a safe space let's talk you know that's interestingly said you know I feel like we can go on and on and on about this like this is like you know like beauty uh makeup artist is a therapist you know what like maybe we should do some extensive research on this <laughs> yeah it's like a oh my gosh, form love of therapy it. for sure absolutely yeah. you have self-care routines i'm pretty sure all the time i have a lot give me like a few notes on that like what's your self-care routine look like so self-care for me is making sure this is the capricorn in me that's about to bust out but <laughs> <laughs> making sure that my apartment is clean <laughs> oh i love that's it like number one i love like putting things where they go i love organizing i love like dusting and making sure everything's just like in its place and like just clean i love clean things I love mm-hmm. my space. My personal space needs to be clean in order for me to have a organized thought process for whatever it is that I'm Thank doing. You. What? Top habits of successful people. <laughs> uh, You're on a book, right? I think there's several books. One of them is like seven habits, you know, successful people or other, you know, I'm pretty sure there's more than seven habits of successful people, but you're listing some of the top ones. And like, it's, it's amazing. 
Hey. Yeah. So that's for sure. Number one, I would say taking two baths a month. I always say mm. that I'm going to take a bath and then I never take baths. So well, you know what? This- it's kind of hard in San Francisco. Just want to put it, it out is. there to the world who don't know San Francisco living is really tough and you may or may not have a tub. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thankfully we do have a tub and I, I just haven't, I don't take the time to do that. So this new year came through and I actually wrote it down that I'm schedule my bath days. <laughs> I love it. And, and you so, know, you kind of have to write it down. Um, you have to. And it's like, Oh, okay. Today I'm have to take a bath. Cool. And so I haven't make it happen regardless. Yeah. And I think for me, it's like, I have to see things. I have to write things down so that I can do them. So I write down everything. I I walk around with a planner, astrology planner, a regular planner, a journal, and then like a small book just to drop down notes. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I literally do. All right. So moving Mm -hmm. on to our fun fact about you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love so these. Three beauty products you can't live without. Three beauty products. Lashes. You know, I can't go anywhere without my lashes. <laughs> With my the big eyes. <laughs> yes, girl. Because if I don't have them on, I feel like a naked mole rat. Anyways, <laughs> lashes. <laughs> my cleanser to take off my makeup. and Or even like just to be clean. Pollution is crazy. So that dirt also gets into your skin. So just having a cleanser period is amazing. So lashes, my cleanser and my moisturizer because I am dry as hell and I moisturize like three or four times a day. <laughs> Love it. False lashes or extensions? Lash extensions. Uh, false lashes. Absolutely. 1000%. The extensions are horrible. <laughs> Ooh, glossy or matte lips? Glossy. Definitely. Ooh, glossy all day. Mm-hmm. Curls or straight hair? In the curls. Ooh, <laughs> right in. Glammed or natural-esque look? I love a natural look with a lash, of course. Okay, so just adding a little bit of... Okay. Just a little flair on that natural skin focus. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. That's definitely the Latina in you speaking. Totally. First celebrity crush? My first guy celebrity crush was Justin Timberlake. And um, fun fact, uh, my first email was an AOL email address in sixth grade. <laughs> and it was JT Sadie's, J as in Justin, T as in Timberlake, Sadie's as in Mercedes. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> and I still use that as my trash email. Anyways, okay, Justin Timberlake. And then my girl first celebrity crush was Michelle Rodriguez in Blue Crush. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Favorite holiday. Halloween. I would also say that's your Latina in you. <laughs> the you Latina. So? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe if you're like, maybe if you were like Mexican, then I'd say like, you know, Day of the Dead and all that makeup that goes on and stuff like that. But I don't know. Maybe because it's super artsy to me. Halloween, you get to be anything, anyone <laughs> you want to be. But I think that goes hand in hand with being a makeup artist. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Halloween is also my favorite holiday. Okay. Nice. Um, ask permission or beg for forgiveness? Ask permission. Dang. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you would beg you. forgiveness? Yeah, I'll just I do I just do and then ask for forgiveness later. You know, I think the old me before I met my partner, I would do that, but 
now I'm very just like aware. Conscious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think like speaking of context, like I, I would ask permission, like if we're speaking relationship wise, definitely ask permission. That's how I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all good. It's okay. It's all, it's all great. Shout out to your partner. Um, best movie ever. That's a loaded question because Ooh. yeah, this is, so the millennial in me is about to like bust out, but me okay. girls, I quoted all day. Freaky Friday, Pineapple Express, I quoted all day. Um, I freaking love all of the above. Pineapple yeah. Express is one of, has that one of my favorite too. I, honestly, I could watch Pineapple Express all day and just crack up. Anyway, <laughs> Pineapple Express, and it has a sentimental meaning behind it too. Pineapple Express is just such a good movie. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Have you seen that? You know, I'm Moroccan. You know, I don't know. Girl, go see that. It's with Jim Carrey and I forgot the other girl's name. Watch it. It's so okay. good. So okay. good. All the Fast and Furious movies. I love Michelle those Rodriguez too. And Diesel. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and anything that has to do with planet Earth. <laughs> okay. Love I it. I watch documentaries on animals all day. That's indeed a loaded question. Um, I know, right? <laughs> I love it, though. You know, like the the first three you mentioned were definitely on the American humor, you know, fun movies. So go to karaoke song. Lenny Kravitz, Getaway. Or American Woman. Either one. Either one. Okay. All right. We'll take it. Um, maybe yeah. we'll have some karaoke night soon. <laughs> early oh, bird. Are you an early bird or a night owl? My heart and soul is a night owl. However, <laughs> I'm a makeup artist and the early bird gets the worm. So I am up at the crack of dawn if I need to be for my clients. But Key. I hate it. <laughs> Key. Keyword, if need to be. You know what I mean? You're not opposed to being an early bird. But hey, no, hey, owls are awesome too. Yeah, they they're, are. They're so cute. They are. <laughs> Beer or wine. Wine for sure. I'm I'm a cab girl. Ooh, favorite app? Venmo. Ching. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gotta get that money somehow. You or know or I mean? tw- or Twitter. Twitter is hilarious. Ooh, ooh. Twitter will give it to you. Too. Twitter is so funny. Uh, all right. Favorite vacation spot? Anywhere where there's an ocean or a big body of water. Beautifully said. Favorite book. Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Ooh, mm. uh, favorite TV show? Dexter. Oh, sure. oh! Anything you collect? <laughs> uh, I used to collect stickers when I was younger. <laughs> um, I have like three or four sticker books filled with like composition books filled with stickers. But anyways, uh, now I'm obsessed with collecting pens. Now that and I'm a grown up, I, I know. Right? I know that's when I was young, but now, <laughs> now I collect pins. I just buy pins. I love pins. <laughs> I buy pins. Okay, noted. I know what to get you for your, you know, your next whatever lo- but celebration. You know what? I love stationery. I love like paper stickers, like little like post it notes or like all that <laughs> stuff. Like, okay, it, perfect. It's amazing. Anyways, okay. So I love collecting pins. I collect coffee table books. I collect candles and I collect tea. You don't collect lashes? I don't really collect them. I use them up until like it's embarrassing for me to put them on anymore. <laughs> I probably wear them like 30 times and then I throw it out and get a new pair. But I will like 
I buy lashes by the bundle. <laughs> Noted. And usual skills or talents. <laughs> so funny because I asked my best friend, I was like, I don't know, like, what's my talent? <laughs> what is my unusual skill or talent? Like, I don't know how to answer that. And she's like, you're good at putting contacts on other people's eyes. And I was like, oh my God. what? And I'm like, why? That's super unusual. But yeah, you're right. I am. I am. That is amazing and good to know. So I've never random. put on any contacts, but like I know who to contact <laughs> if I need contacts. Ooh. Yes, I can do it. <laughs> I'm your <That's> girl. <laughs> your top strength in business. Organization and being prepared. Love it. What was your first job? My first job was working at the National Stadium. I was one of those people, the National's baseball stadium in D.C. I was one of those people where when you walked in, I was that person that was like, hey, can I take a picture of you? (laughs) That was me. I wore a green, I wore a lime green polo and khaki shorts. I feel like this is taking you down like memory lane. It is because it was crazy. And do you remember how old were you? Yeah, I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, at least remember, you know, sunglasses section at Macy's, literally two seconds. That was your second job, not your first job. Not my first job, no. (laughs) What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Event planning. I think I would be amazing at event planning. Anytime someone's like, I have to throw a party. I'm like, I'm your girl. Let me do the goodie bags. Like, let me figure out like the balloons. I, th- I think that comes I like with it. your organizational preparation skills. Yeah. I give me a budget. I will throw you the most amazing party <laughs> on your dime. Girl. <laughs> Noted. Yes. What is the best compliment someone can give you? When someone expresses how my line of work helps their confidence and like putting their best foot forward, Mm. it solidifies the reasons why I've pursued working in the beauty industry. So I think that's the best compliment. Despite its madness, the rewards of it, I I, I can only imagine they're beautiful. Yeah. Okay. One person alive or dead you would want to have dinner with. Celebrity rise, it would probably be Frida Kahlo. (gasps) I love her. I love her too. And just connecting to my Latina heritage. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I think we would have a really good conversation. If it was just someone personal, it'd probably be my uncles. My my uncles come together. They were a package deal. So (laughs) I don't want to have dinner with them. Just like they were the two people that really inspired me to do what I do. To like go into the arts and like be, just like follow my dreams. They were the ones to feel that. So that's beautiful. And one thing, I mean, it's so sad. We're coming to the end of this. I always love talking to you. (laughs) But one thing on your freaking bucket list. One thing on my bucket list. I think this is on everyone's bucket list, but I want to skydive. Ooh. All right. We can make that happen. Yeah, so like I, I thought I was gonna skydive for my birthday, but we ended up getting on a hot air balloon. But <laughs> even it's still, close enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> Less adrenaline, but 
but super romantic. It was still cute. Yeah. It was still yes. Cute. Yes. Okay. Well, skydiving, I think. So one of the highest points to skydive from in the world, I think it's in Dubai, but here in the States is actually in Monterey and it's a beautiful view. You can see like all that body of water, all that greenery. So it's definitely doable. Wow. You know, that's like a drive away. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's make this happen. Oh my God. I'm down. All right. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So again, thank you so, 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 so much for taking the time to join me on our first podcast with Kuda. Um, it's been amazing. Um, I appreciate your support and I definitely appreciate you as a entrepreneur, as a freelancer, as a beauty professional all around, hands down, you're extremely talented, super organized. And like what I love most about you is the drive. You know what I mean? Like just like envisioning something and making it happen or going after it. So for that, I encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. And I hope to see you soon, hear back from you soon and have you back on the podcast very soon. Also, we'll be doing a portion of this on video so that the people can see not only you, your passion, but they can see you. Okay. Yes.